Hey, wild people! My name is Tina, and I'm welcoming you to this special semi-episode of Wild Podcast. Wait, what? Semi-episode? What's going on? Hold on, I can explain. There will be no guest today, and no lengthy solo story either. This is because I'm about to do something awesome and intimidating and exciting, and I want to let you take part in it in a different way than after the fact reporting from the comfort of my little home studio. I am going to be a pilgrim. First, a little context. Have you heard of the Camino de Santiago or, in English, the Way of St. James? The Camino de Santiago is a large network of ancient pilgrim routes stretching across Europe, leading to the shrine of the Apostle St. James the Great in the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela in Galicia, northwestern Spain. The network is similar to a river system, meaning small brooks join together to make streams and the streams join together to make rivers. Following this metaphor, the Camino's little brooks start far from their destination. Some streams start as far north as Norway or as far east as Poland. But there are multiple other countries you can start your journey to Santiago from. The closer you get to the destination, the more populated the routes become. The most popular track is the Camino Frances, which stretches about 800 kilometers or about 500 miles from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port near Biarritz in France to Santiago. While most routes have pilgrims approach from the east, there are some leading up from the south of Spain and a little to the west from the south of Portugal. To give you an idea of the Camino's overall attractiveness, according to Wikipedia, 347,578 people have completed the journey in the pre-pandemic year of 2019. This number can be stated so precisely because upon arrival in Santiago, those pilgrims who qualify get issued the final stamp of the Cathedral of Santiago on the official pilgrim credentials as well as the traditional certificate, the Compostela. What does a pilgrim have to do to earn this certificate, you may ask? Well, According to the website of the Pilgrim's Office in Santiago, you must fulfill the following criteria to qualify. I quote, First, make the pilgrimage for religious or spiritual reasons, or at least in an attitude of search. Second, do the last 100 kilometers on foot or horseback, or the last 200 kilometers by bicycle. It is understood that the pilgrimage starts at one point and from there you come to visit the tomb of St. James. Third, you must collect the stamps on the Credencial del Peregrino I am so sorry for my Spanish 
from the places you pass to certify that you have been there. You have to stamp the credencial twice a day at least on the last 100 kilometers. That is for pilgrims on foot or on horseback or on the last 200 kilometers for cyclist pilgrims. Okay, as for me, I am not religious, but spirituality does play a role in my life and in this endeavor. I will be starting my journey in Porto, Portugal, and thus it will cover way more than the required 100 kilometers on foot. And lastly, I have ordered my little pilgrim passport way in advance, just waiting for the stamps to populate its paper pages. So I am all set. I will be walking the coastal route of the so-called Camino Portugues, an approximately 250 kilometer stretch from Porto along Portugal's Atlantic coast, then crossing the border to Spain and reaching Santiago de Compostela in what I hope to be somewhere in between 12 and maybe 14 days. Let me tell you, I have not done anything like that in my life before. But I have been flirting with the idea of walking the Camino, at least some part of it, for a couple of years now. There have been popular movies, books, documentaries, and the tales of friends, friends that have sparked the hunger for this adventure initially. I've heard plenty accounts of people making their way to Santiago, what the experience was like for them and how they have returned a changed person more often than not. Those who walk the Camino tend to have a reason for it. They bring a question and hope to find the answer along the way. They start out with mental clutter and crave clarity. They feel lost and seek to be found. They carry baggage, not merrily the one on their backs, and seek to lose it. They want to explore their spirituality or rekindle their connection to its fabric. They want to find themselves in the stillness and repetitiveness of the thousands of lonesome steps they take out there. They want to meet strangers and hear their stories, their whys for embarking on this strenuous journey. They want to return home with gratitude and with pride, trusting in themselves more than ever for the dedication and discipline they have proven. Two years ago, my partner rather spontaneously set off to walk the big one, the Camino Frances, in four weeks. He made it look easy enough and inconceivably worthwhile. When he returned, beaming and bubbling about this magical time, I thought I was able to catch a glimpse of the magic of Camino through his stories. And I wished I could really know what he was talking about and knowing that can only come from experience. But is this within reach for me? I'd suffer from rheumatoid arthritis, my feet being inflamed, often cramping and weakened by pain. Could I walk 250 plus kilometers in two weeks? Apart from the condition of my feet, I weigh not much over 50 kilograms and my stature is rather fragile. My shoulders and neck start 
feeling miserable when carrying a normal day pack for an hour. Will I really be able to carry, what, seven, eight, nine kilograms of everything I need on the journey for hours on end, day after day after day? So, for a few years now, I told myself the tale of how I couldn't do this. At some point, I had considered doing it only when employing a luggage transport service. There are actually service operators that transport a pilgrim's luggage from one accommodation to the next, so that the person is freed to carry only a small day pack before being reunited with their other belongings after the day's worth of hiking, without ever having to endure the ordeal of throbbing shoulders in the process. Sounds tempting, but eventually I turned down this option. I'm in my 30s and my pride is intact, so there is no way I'm succumbing to the sweet offering without at least having tried it the proper way. And trying is what I finally put on the menu for this year. I made a deal with myself and promised that I would be compassionate with myself in the process. Maybe I cannot cover the 20-something kilometers a day that are necessary to finish in two weeks. Maybe I will need to put in a day of rest in between. Maybe I'll injure myself and will never arrive in Santiago. But in the long run, it will feel better that I've tried, whatever the outcome, than having stayed home and believed the notion that I did not have this in me. Make no mistake, though, as rationally and graciously as I seem to think about a potential, air quotes, failure, now, I will probably feel shit about myself if it really comes to me not being able to finish. Whatever happens, you can find out together with me. I will be sharing my journey on social media. So, instead of producing a podcast episode of the usual kind, I am making May a special month with a special format to rise to the occasion. Take what you have been listening to just now as a little appetizer. And if you like the taste, come join me on Instagram. You find Wild there as at wild.thepodcast or on Facebook. There you can find us as wild.one. I will be documenting my trip in photo, text and video format. Gosh, I... I can't put it into words. I'm really looking forward to this journey, which will start on May 17th. But I'm also looking forward to sharing it with you and to trying out this special format. So happy for you to contact me and say hi, ask questions, or tell me about your own Camino stories, because I know there are many people who have finished the Camino from whatever direction they have come. So if you have taken these steps before me, if you haven't, if you're curious, if you think it's a stupid idea, if you think it's a brilliant idea, come and reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. I wish you a really wonderful time. And while I'm on the walk, hope that you are happy, healthy and doing your thing. Thanks for listening to this. Talk soon. And until then, you know it. Live wildly. Bye-bye.